Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you would like to talk to Dr. John Heineman after 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, thank you, sir, for joining us today. My pleasure, Joyce, and goodbye. You have a blessed day. You have a blessed day. Dr. Sherry Rogers tomorrow on the cure for diabetes. She's an MD, and she's got it, I'm telling you. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Y'all bless you all, and we love you at the Power Hour. See you tomorrow. KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that needs no listener behind. Are you an inventor, or do you know an inventor who would like to attempt to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to industry? For free information on how to proceed, phone toll-free, 1-800-315-2807. InventHelp, America's largest invention company, has inventor's information you can have for free. Record your invention's date of origination, plus get an informative brochure and other material of interest to new inventors from the company whose patent referrals have helped secure more than 7,000 and patents. Learn how to get this free information by dialing 1-800-315-2807. Even if you only have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll want this free inventor's information. It shows how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to industry. It's a free call, so dial 1-800-315-2807. That's 1-800-315-2807. Again, 1-800-315-2807. This is Barry Lynn. Talk about icons. You know, lately, I mean, if you just looked at the last, oh, I don't know, two and a half weeks of American history, Beyonce, the icon, she represents everything to everybody, the good, the bad, and the ugly, lip-syncing, marvelous uh, Super Bowl show, all of that. But there... If you look back a little further, there are all kinds of other icons. There are mythic stories. There are stories that are told over and over again. And whether we actually know the story or not, uh, we think we know it. 
such as the case with the story of Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden. We're joined by the two co-authors of a very, very interesting book. I really enjoyed this one. Linda Shearing and Valerie Ziegler. The book is called Enticed by Eden, How Western Culture Uses, Confuses, and Sometimes Abuses Adam and Eve. Linda Shearing is professor in the Department of Religious Studies at Gonzaga University. Valerie Ziegler, Professor of Religious Studies at DePaul University. Thank you both for being with us. Great to be here. Okay. Great to be here. Well, that's good. Let's, let's get down to the basics. Linda, let me start with you. Uh, God creates Adam, the man, from, from dust. Do, do biblical scholars know what kind of dust this might have been? <laughs> no, they don't. But it is kind of significant that both the first human being and the animals are basically created out of the same stuff. So they are related to each other. Well, that's a, that's good. And uh, how about plants and all of the other things in the heavens? Were they created out of the same dust? Well, actually, in the story of the garden in Genesis 2 to 3, we don't have the creation of the heavens. Right. We do have the creation, however, of plant life. Uh-huh. Because at the beginning, there is no life because the narrator will actually explain for life to happen, there has to be somebody to till the soil, and there has to be water. Yeah. So right away, those two things are created, the first human being, and then water comes up from the, from the ground to water the ground. And then we have a garden yep. there where the first human being is placed. So that's, that's kind of the, the order of enrollment. That's right. Valerie, um, yes. God says in most versions of this story something like, uh, you, you shall have dominion over everything, the waters and above the waters and so on and so on. What, what is, did dominion mean in the, in the original text? Is this complete authoritarian power or is this a respectful preservation, which is what the uh, kind of environmental preachers would say today? Oh, I think it's definitely uh, more respectful environmentalism. And, Barry, it's interesting, too, that uh, the people get dominion over the earth and the animals and the plants actually in Genesis 1, mm-hmm. uh, not in Genesis 2. And it's very interesting. Uh, at the end of Genesis 1, God creates humanity, male and female, in the divine image. Yeah. So it seems to be... a. a a simultaneous creation of male and female, and it is this humanity, both male and female, that's given dominion over the earth. Uh, so it's not just man who gets dominion, no. but woman as well. Yeah, and of course, when you talk about Genesis 1 and 2, I mean, there are two creation stories. There isn't just one seamless creation story in the book of, in the book of Genesis. And, and it's important that, that we recognize that, although some people, of course, spend their life trying to make it clear that there's nothing or even remotely uh, in conflict in the biblical text. Of course, uh, most of us know that that's not the case. Uh, how long before Eve gets created uh, in in the second rendition of the story, Linda? Well, that's kind of interesting because when I ask my students uh, what happens after God says it's not good for man to be alone, they usually answer, well, woman is created. Mm. Actually, that's not true. We have the animals created. It's almost like pets now are uh, entering onto the narrative stage. But after all of the animals are created and then named by the first human, uh, looking out on all creation, the statement is made that there is 
no counterpart there fit for the human. And so that's yeah. when the woman is created. So we have a kind of a sexual differentiation by the end of Genesis 2, where Ish and Isha, uh, man, that's man and woman in Hebrew, are created. And now we have, at the end of Genesis 2, an interesting little um, uh, sidebar, so to speak. The narrator steps out of the story and addresses the audience and explains that this is why a man leaves his family and clings to his um, wife, right. and they become one flesh, which has alternately been understood by translators as this is an etiology or an explanation for marriage, it's an explanation for children, or it's simply an explanation for sexual attraction. Uh, and to, to follow up on this, uh, the whole gender creation thing, to the extent that, that one story of the two creation stories makes a bigger deal out of this, obviously, uh, coming from the rib of Adam, Valerie, uh, I mean, at least uh, she starts uh, as a person, shall we say, of more substance, presumably coming from the rib is probably better than coming from the dust. Yeah, it sounds better to me. Yeah. <laughs> so how's that? I mean, uh, how literally did the chroniclers uh, of these these stories, these myths, whatever we call them, I mean, did they really believe that this was a literal creation from one body into an entirely different human? You know, I I think it's important to realize that these are stories. And they're stories because for the writers and for the readers, they embodied some kind of truism. Mm -hmm. The fact that you have Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 side by side, however, shows that um, as these stories were compiled, people were willing to, to live with a little bit of dissonance because the story's uh, message was important. Just like if we could do a sidebar over to the New Testament, yeah. uh, the church accepted four Gospels even though, at least by the second century, there was an attempt to combine all of them into one, Hayden's yes. Diatessaron. <laughs> but that also impoverished the story. There was something about those four separate stories, even though at times they really are different. Uh, there were four images of uh, Jesus of Nazareth that were important to hold on to. The same thing happens in Genesis 1 and 2. These are two different stories. There's a different order of creation. There's, there's a seven-day uh, schema versus a garden, right. uh, all sorts of differences. Nevertheless, both were put side by side because both said something very, very important, had different images of God exactly. and had important uh, messages and to deliver could, to their audience. Yeah, and people could deal with that nuance or that ambiguity in ways that, ironically, some people are not able to do today. Thus is these efforts to squeeze round holes uh, square pegs into them and make sure that everything is consistent even if it isn't uh, after uh, in the Garden of Eden after the uh, story is discussed the serpent we'll get more into the serpent serpents a woman usually depicted as a female snake not a male snake which I, I didn't know actually until I read your book um, at one point they're trying to run away Adam and Eve and, and God kind of temporarily loses them doesn't that pretty much do away with the omnipresent God idea if he couldn't even find them in presumably a relatively small space, the Garden of Eden. Actually not. 
Uh, when God says, um, uh, you know, asks about where they are, and and the uh, the man Adam answers that they were hiding because uh, they were afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a similar uh, incident or exchange over in Genesis four when God asks Cain, yeah. uh, "Has he seen his brother?" In both situations, I don't think it, it violates a sense of uh, omniscience, at least for the writers. I think what is happening, uh, much like the same thing might be happening if, say, in my house, uh, my son and I were in the house, and I mm-hmm. told him not to get the candy, yeah. and I go into the kitchen, and the wrappers are all over the place, and I go and say, <laughs> yeah. did you eat the candy? Yeah. Well, of course I know he did, but at least it gives him a chance exactly. to a- confess. To confess or to come up with a really elaborate excuse when we come back more by the authors of enticed by eden how western culture uses confuses and sometimes abuses adam and eve linda shearing valerie ziegler both professors when we come back we'll talk about this losing clothing incident we'll be back now back to culture shocks with barry lynn on the genesis communication network Our nation's founders believed that all Americans have the right to worship according to their own beliefs or not to worship at all. So strong was their commitment to religious freedom that they enshrined it in the first sentence of the Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We call this constitutional guarantee the first freedom. Religion is deeply personal and Americans must be free to practice without coercion. There must be a separation of church and state. We are on the verge of losing this fundamental freedom. You may wonder, what can I do? The answer is simple. Do what our founders did. Sign your name to a very important document, the First Freedom First Petition. Go to www.firstfreedomfirst.org and sign it today. By standing together, we can send a powerful message to our elected officials. Hi, this is Peter Kronschnabel from Midas Resources. As you know, federal government spending is at an all-time high, and inflation will be a direct result of the spending policy. European government and central bank spending policies have put the European Union on the brink of collapse. What are you doing right now to protect yourself financially? Are your assets working for you or against you? One thing is certain. Having physical possession of gold and silver will guarantee that no matter what happens to our economy or the dollar, your investment will never be worthless. It will protect you from that hidden tax, inflation. If you've been thinking about investing in physical possession of precious metals or having an IRA in precious metals, I can help. Call me today, Peter Kronschnabel at 800-686-2237, extension 108. And I'll take the time to personally put together a portfolio designed to protect what you've worked so hard for. Call 800-686-2237, extension 108. You've worked hard your whole life, and I want to work hard for you. Call Peter at 800-686-2237, extension 108. Time and time again. You need to come here and help us. We need assistance. Please. Those we should be able to depend on let us down. Federal and state and local officials saying help is on the way. Will the folks here in Bell Harbor say show me? Don't depend on the government to save you. Take action now so that you're prepared for the next disaster with MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self
self-reliance books, and more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Call 866-229-0927. We are hurting down here, and we need help immediately. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. All right, we are back, and we're talking about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. I mean, we're talking about it in terms of it's what it meant biblically, what it meant at the time these stories were chronicled, but we're also talking about what its contemporary meaning is because it's an image so powerful in so many ways, even if it's incorrectly remembered uh it is nevertheless a powerful image it sells stuff it gets involved in everything from humor uh, to sex and we'll talk about both of them with linda shearing valerie ziegler the two co-authors of the book okay valerie at one point of course in the story uh the tree of knowledge they've eaten of the fruit they weren't supposed to that they realize they are without clothing and they become embarrassed and start to put on clothing in the form of a fig leaf now why are they embarrassed how do they know enough to be sure what they should be embarrassed about since they're the only people this is not so much a textual problem it's just a rational one how do you know what's wrong if there's nobody else to judge yourself against well Barry I think that the clothing is symbolic of the rupturing of their relationship with one another and with God and also the created order as well. You know, at the end of chapter two, they are both naked and they're not ashamed. And that's when they're living in harmony together. Yeah. Once yeah. that harmony goes, then uh, they are ashamed. Uh, and I can tell listeners, if they really want to get into uh, the fig leaf motif, mm. uh, I've got a great Adam and Eve uh, disappearing fig leaf mug no kidding uh, yeah. no i bet you i bet you put the hot water in uh-huh. it and then it gets, yeah yeah Boy, it's that's... very graphic i can't take it to class to show students but, no uh, yeah if you know if, if listeners really want to get down with adam and eve that'd be a good thing to <laughs> no have. yeah and also by the way if you ever uh, you know i'm one of those people who i actually went to seminary and then i went to law school and mm-hmm. i could you could have brought that into law school not not yeah. not in seminaries <laughs> but yeah so so uh, it, it's as so much of the story is it's it's 
emblematic. It's symbolic of things. Yeah. Now, now let's, uh, Linda, doesn't Adam, like most men, try to shift the blame for everything that has happened pretty quickly? I mean, it's almost an immediate reaction. Uh, you did this. You enticed me. Uh, look at that woman. Why, you know, the blame thing. Absolutely. And the man blames not just the woman, but no. blames God as well. Yeah. It's the woman who you gave me. Hey, you're the one that said it's not good for a man to be alone. I didn't say it. So, you know, the, the man blames God and the woman. The woman then turns around and blames the snake. And, of course, the snake, yeah. having spoken at the beginning, doesn't yeah. say another word in the rest of the story. No, no. It's, uh, and, and such is the case to this day. Uh, I have never heard a snake talk. <laughs> Which you know, is why, by the way, iconographers imaged the snake with a head yeah. because they couldn't figure out how a snake could talk either. And yeah. so not only a head but also legs. And so in the story, of course, there's a sense that the, if the snake had legs, they lost it or the, the snake lost it Shoot. because now the, the snake is the slither on the ground. Um, but, yeah, a talking snake was a problem to many people, and they solved it by putting a human head on the snake, and you're right. Oftentimes, it was a female head. Yeah, and that's uh, so. It's not just kind of the patriarchy telling me what to believe, and so therefore I believed it. Because at least from the standpoint of representation, it is it is often a, a female snake. Um, one other uh, just a textual question. This is one of the great questions of, of biblical scholarship for everyone who actually starts the seminary. Uh, Adam and Eve are kind of banished. They end up with three sons, but uh, if you are a biblical literalist, you've got to figure out then, well, how, it, how did they, they have any children? Where did the sons' wives come from? Is there a definitive a Bible scholar answer to that question, <laughs> which actually never kept me awake, but it probably keeps some people awake? <laughs> well, you know, there's actually two answers. That <laughs> two. is, when you get to Genesis 5, yeah. uh, the writer actually fleshes out that a little bit more by saying that uh, Adam and Eve had sons and daughters, uh, even yeah. though frequently um, daughters or the birth of daughters are never actually mentioned. Uh, another thing that you might point out is that the um, the author of Genesis um, 4, uh, which is where Cain marries his wife, it kind of assumes a lot of things about his audience. So this mm -hmm. author can talk when we get over to the flood story, can talk about clean and unclean animals yeah. when there's no legislation been given yet to distinguish <laughs> those two. Right. And so this writer just sort of assumes, um, you know, when Cain is banished, uh, the notion of having a mark to protect him. Uh, to protect him from whom? The only other people actually yeah. in the story so far are, at, are his mother and his father, yeah. Adam and Eve. So this writer takes certain liberties. The yeah. audience knows that the world is populated, and so sometimes this writer simply treats it as if it's so. Valerie, let me ask you this. My friend, and possibly you know him as well, John Shelby Spong, a former Episcopal Bishop of New Jersey, and he writes wonderful books, and his latest book is one where he takes every book of the Bible and tries to distill the one or two lessons from it for a contemporary audience and, uh, and, and puts it kind of out there on the page. Some, as you may gather, are very short chapters. When I asked him why, he said, well, there's not much of value in them. <laughs> so, Valerie, what would you summarize as the most significant message of those first two chapters of Genesis for an audience in 2013? 
Well, that's a great question, Barry. I mean, I think I might start by saying what I don't think the message is. Okay, we'll let you do that. Uh, And I don't think that Genesis 1 and 2 were intended to be scientific accounts uh, or even historical accounts in the way that that we consider history. Mm -hmm. They are stories with meaning. And those meanings include uh, the goodness of the creation, uh, the special relationship of humanity to its creator, Mm -hmm. and the image of harmony that, while disrupted, is nevertheless... Uh, nevertheless remains as a hope and a dream uh, that perhaps could be restored. Is, are there other traditions uh, that have essentially this same story, or is there a unique character to this creation story? Linda? Well, I mean, there are other stories of origin. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in these stories, you do have a few special things. You have the idea of a single god yeah. as opposed to a pantheon of god. Yeah. You have an idea of a god that is always there. There's no theogony, no birth of the gods right. in the story. And uh, the whole notion that uh, humankind is created in the image of God mm-hmm. is a very, very special kind of uh, yeah. place for humans and other other uh, stories, humans are created to be the servants of the gods. So, yeah, there is are, are some very important truths that I think these stories convey. And uh, somewhat, well, you can't be somewhat unique, I guess. They're unique. I mean, they, they are not the same story and the same narrative and the same conclusions that you'd find in other cultural traditions of roughly the same era. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to take another break when we come back and Enticed by Eden, Linda Shearing, Valerie Ziegler, both are professors in religious studies departments. One's at Gonzaga and the other at DePaul. When we come back, okay, we'll take a look at what has happened to the Adam and Eve story. Jokes, sexist, feminist, and even post-feminist. When we return on Culture Shocks, I'm Barry Lynn. We'll be right back. Shocks with Barry Lynn is heard on the Genesis Communication Network. Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages? about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. Fall in love. 
with food storage savings this February at BePrepared.com. Going on now, BePrepared.com saves you over $300 with a premium 1600 one-year supply, including 126 cans of freeze-dried and dehydrated food. Or get the new gourmet 14-day food supply with a full 2,000 calories per day with pre-planned menu. Stroganoff and noodles are 20% off with purchase of six or more. Mountain House pork chops are back in stock at 34% off. Pack your own low-moisture foods with our new do-it-yourself Super Pale Combo on sale at 22% off. Add to your preparedness with minor surgery kits at 15% off. And wool blended blankets are only $11.89. The February Fall in Love with Savings Sale ends February 28th at BePrepared.com. For contents and details, visit BePrepared.com or call 800-999-1863. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. Radio advertising on GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is simple, affordable, and reaches millions. How do we do it? Let's break it down. First, the simple part. You tell us about your business. Then our expert radio copywriters write your copy. We hire professional voice talent. Hello there. I'm a professional announcer. And then produce your ad with just the right music and feel. Voila. Simple. How affordable? 60-second ads on GCN are the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And that brings us to reach. Millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 700 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. That's it. A one-stop shop. Creative radio ads. Very affordable rates. Millions of potential customers and customer service that can't be beat. See our current list of satisfied advertisers at GCNlive.com. Then shoot us an email. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Balance, harmony, mental alertness, physical well-being. If once you possess these qualities, but stress now weighs you down, you can get your mental edge back in a holistic approach with Nootropic Mind Power from MindRegard.com. Not a drug. Nootropic Mind Power is a lasting, proven natural supplement with 12 powerful ingredients in nutraceutical compounds and are non-GMO. Plus, it's gluten-free, wheat-free, and formulated by Americans for Americans by an NSF-certified laboratory. Nootropic Mind Power is available at MindRegard.com, spelled M-I-N-D-R-E-G-A-R-D.com, and comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. Free your mind with Nootropic Mind Power Cognitive Supplement from MindRegard.com. MindRegard. Clearly see tomorrow and yesterday today. We are back, back to Adam and Eve, back to the Garden of Eden, back to the way in which this image has been played with uh, for good, bad, and ugly uh, ways. Because the culture likes stories, and when it has a story and a powerful story, it likes to fool around with it. And even humorists uh, try uh, to do that, and uh, that's where we're going. The book we're talking about is Enticed by Eden by Linda Shearing, Valerie Ziegler. Uh, Both of them are professors in different uh, departments of religious studies across America. Um, Okay, here's a sexist joke. Uh, That is to say, it, it is one where Eve is... Made the made to look bad, 
Uh, here's one. Uh, you have Eve's in the Garden of Eden, feeling kind of distressed about her marriage to Adam, not sure what he really thinks. She finally confronts Adam and asks the question, do you love me? Adam replies, of course, dear. And then he mutters to himself, do I have a choice? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, okay, this is not, like, it's not going to win the best joke contest. Uh, <laughs> Even when members of Congress here in Washington do these amateur nights, I'll tell you, most of their material is better than that joke. But, but Linda, so there are a lot of sexist jokes, but uh-huh. give me, a, give me a, a feminist twist on it where Adam's the one who gets the brunt of the joke. Sure. Well, you know, a lot of times uh, much is made of the fact that Eve is created second, not first. And usually that indicates some kind of inferiority, a secondary status. So oftentimes what um, a way of of turning the table on that is to either uh, give an alternative reason why Eve is created, or actually just to change the story and have Eve created first. So, for example, there is a joke out there about ten reasons why God created Eve. And it begins by um, playing off of some old stereotypes about men. So, you know, God was worried that Adam would frequently become lost in the garden because he'd never asked for directions. Is, is the tenth one. And it yep. goes down, you know, yep. he had to have somebody uh, find his, the controls for the TV, you know, and, and so on. Yeah. So it finally yeah. comes to the last reason, and it says, when God finished the creation of Adam, he stepped back, scratched his head, and say, I can do better than that. Okay? Okay. So as an alternative reason. It's not because uh, she's secondary, no. but because the first sure. creation was rather flawed. Exactly. And, of course, all of those are stereotypes, and most of us would never, males, of course, would never uh, lose the remote because it's really uh, the only source of a lifeline to information that we have. Uh, so, Valerie, let's go, let's go beyond. Actually, I have to find the remote from my husband a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a... Well, you know, there are, you can take the six remotes that he probably has, and you can, <laughs> if you can program it, there's there's one, you can program everything with one remote, but I, for example, have never been able to figure out how to do that. <laughs> now, moving from that to post, uh, post-feminist thinking, what's a joke that is not just playing on a stereotype of Adam or Eve, men or women, a post-feminist joke, Valerie? Well, a post-feminist joke is a joke that uh, has both feminist and anti-feminist ideas. Uh, and so an example of that would be, oh, say that Adam and God are walking in the garden, and Adam says to God, why did you make Eve so beautiful? And God says, well, so you'd like her, Adam. So Adam says, well, God, why did you give her such lovely lips? And God says, well, so you'd like her, Adam. And Adam says, well, why did you give her such a beautiful figure? And God says, well, you know, so you'd like her, Adam. Then Adam says, God, why did you give her such a little brain? And God answers, so she'd like you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, that, yeah, there that you go. <laughs> twists the stereotypes. And, yeah, speaking of those images, though, uh, in the earliest part of that joke, uh, part of the intrigue of the stories in Genesis 2, the the tale itself, is 
this whole temptation motif. It's very intriguing because temptation can become a great excuse. You know, it's like, uh, I didn't want to do that, Mom, but Joey said to do it. Mm-hmm. And if... Um, the mother of uh, of, of Joey uh, says, "Well, uh, you know, if Joey, if Joey told you to jump off a cliff, would you do that?" And if it was a little girl, she'd say no. And then if it's a boy, it would say, "Sure, why not?" Uh, learning nothing. Uh, so this temptation, the snake, is the first tempter. Um, He's a pretty good salesperson. In other words, a 30-second ad on the Super Bowl cost an average of $1.3 million. This snake, male or female, probably didn't pay anything for the opportunity, didn't didn't give a god some money on the side. But uh, very effective. Uh What's this tell us, that it is so easy to be confused and then to buy into something that a talking snake is telling you. Well, actually, I don't know how easy it was because she doesn't immediately yeah, she does fight, say right? yes. That's right. That is, there's a dialogue, and and she questions, and it's only after um, she looks at the fruit, she sees it's good, it's a delight to the eye, it's useful to make one wise. In other words, there, there's a sense that she thinks through the whole process. So I don't yeah. know. It was successful in the long run, but it, it wasn't a done deal. No, but, you know, actually in the history of advertising, you have a whole section of the book about advertising. Uh, the, the dirty little secret of advertising is nobody gets convinced the first time. That's why they have That's to right. run the ads over and over and over again so that uh-huh. eventually you, you get conned or, or persuaded, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, and there's a whole marketing a company in in London, a whole advertising agency called the Garden of Eden, right? Right. We're called Adam and Eve. We're called Adam and, and Eve. The Garden of right. Eden is is part of their um, part of their part of their their setup. But uh, you're absolutely right. Marketers found in the Garden of Eden just a great toolbox to uh, to use in a variety of ways, either calling upon the story and using it as a backdrop or actually naming products after the characters in the story. Yeah, and is there – you have some examples. In 2005, Liberty Mutual, the insurance company, used ads with this basic theme. I, I'd totally forgotten them until uh, coming across them in, in the book the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, are, are there any ads that – Either one of you thinks kind of did right by the story and by the power of the images, or is it always a little bit off kilter? Hmm. Well, it is self-serving. You've yeah. got to understand. And one of the differences between people who view this story as scripture and people who who don't is is the the ability to be faithful to the story. That is, people who view it as scripture at least try to recreate. Now, what they end up with may be a far cry from the, from the story's message itself, but at least they're they're operating in somewhat in good faith. Right. Uh, recycling of the story, however, is a different ball game. There's no loyalty to the, to, to the story or to the original message of the story. And so what happens is it just becomes a sort of useful toolbox in order to uh, serve the needs of the person who's going to the story to begin with. So are, the, are, peop- are advertisers faithful to the story? Hmm. 
I would say they don't have to be. No. That, that's not their objective at all. So if they are at all, it's more by happenstance than it is <laughs> by intentionality. Exactly. But it is, again, any of these powerful images are going to be used, and they're going to be used by humorists, and they're going to be used by advertisers. And when we come back, we're going to find out that they're also used by uh, purveyors of adult material and uh, get a sense from Linda Shearing, Valerie Ziegler, whether this is a good, bad, uh, or ugly idea. But right after we come back, i got to find out about this forbidden fruit. Uh, are, are they really, are we absolutely sure this was an apple? Because um, apples really confuse me. I'll tell you that and why in just a minute when we come back. More Enticed by Eden right here on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Our nation's founders believed that all Americans have the right to worship according to their own beliefs or not to worship at all. So strong was their commitment to religious freedom that they enshrined it in the first sentence of the Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We call this constitutional guarantee the first freedom. Religion is deeply personal, and Americans must be free to practice without coercion. There must be a separation of church and state. We are on the verge of losing this fundamental freedom. You may wonder, what can I do? The answer is simple. Do what our founders did. Sign your name to a very important document, the First Freedom First Petition. Go to www.firstfreedomfirst.org and sign it today. By standing together, we can send a powerful message to our elected officials. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporian e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30-day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. You land in Buenos Aires, then are shuttled to Santa Rosa, where a nicely furnished cabin with all amenities, Wi-Fi, executive food and wine, and laundry service awaits. After a good night's sleep, your adventure begins. You're on a golden stag safari for big game. But it's not Africa. It's Argentina. One-on-one guided hunts for water buffalo, cougar, bighorn rams, wild boar, and the biggest stag deer in South America. All gold medal quality. All the action you can handle. 
Land Rovers, top rental guns with scopes, all food, beverages, hunting guides, ground transportation included, and more, all more affordable than you can imagine. The adventure of a lifetime starts at GoldenStagSafaris.com, the big game hunting ranch, GoldenStagSafaris.com. Alex Jones here with a message that could revolutionize health in this country. Going back about a year and a half ago, I began to learn about the incredible health effects of Longevity products. Aaron Dykes lost 92 pounds. We're going to show you some before and afters. Aaron, break down what happened, your story. I've worked really hard with diet and exercise to try to lose weight, but I just didn't get the results. It just didn't happen. Then I saw what you were doing with InfoWarsTeam.com. I wasn't even trying to lose weight, but I got it because I wanted to feel better energy. I wanted that nutrition. Didn't even understand how that could kickstart my own weight loss goals, but the products did that for me. I found myself suddenly losing weight, more energetic, wanting to exercise, wanting to eat the right foods. And they don't even advertise it as weight loss. I want to challenge our radio listeners to go to InfoWarsTeam.com. Sign up as a distributor and get wholesale pricing discounts at InfoWarsTeam.com. We are back, enticed by Eden. We all are by Adam and Eve and by the Garden of Eden. Linda Shearing, Valerie Ziegler, the co-authors of the book with the same name. Uh, every time I go shopping, my spouse will say something like the following, get a good cooking apple. And then I go to the store, and there are ten uh, kinds of apples. And none of them are labeled good cooking apple. They are Granny Smith apples, Red Delicious apples, Gala apples. And then I get confused. And then I think, wait a minute. These are all apples, the forbidden fruit. I should just ignore the advice and buy something else, like bananas. So, Linda Shearing, are we sure apples are, were the forbidden fruit, or is that just an accretion, an add-on to the story? That's an accretion. Ah. Uh, in, honest, in all honesty, the story doesn't mention, names the, the tree, the knowledge of good and yeah. evil, but it doesn't uh, identify or describe the fruit. Huh. Interestingly enough, the early rabbis... Um, picked up a clue in the text because as soon as they eat it, they know that they're naked and ashamed, yep. and they use fig leaves. And so the rabbis ah. argued, well, the garden, the fruit of the garden was the fig. Other rabbis argued, no, it was grapes. And, of course, when it becomes grapes, they suggested that the sin of the garden was um, drunkenness. Uh, drunkenness. But Wow. According to that particular rendition, Eve actually makes the alcohol, so Eve doesn't escape. <laughs> well, so, so many interpretations, so little time. Uh, you have a whole chapter uh, in the book about the way in which sexually explicit adult or pornographic companies sometimes also appropriate these images. I, I do know uh, Phil Harvey, who's the head of uh, Adam and Eve, which is a kind of, a, an, I think it's safe to say, an upscale Internet a porn store. I guess he has some... Uh, live stores in some cities also. The man was prosecuted for obscenity in a 10-year-long trial that the federal government eventually lost. Ironically, Harvey gives a percentage of the money that he makes from the adult materials he sells for international family planning, and he's, he's uh, always taken that part of what he does very seriously. So, and, and Valerie, let me turn to you. That At the beginning... 
you had to have sex in order to populate the earth, you know, li- literally or figuratively. Right now, that's not exactly what most people do when they engage in this kind of intimacy. So li- it's little wonder that uh, people who want to promote sexually explicit products are, are going to say, are going to use these these images. Is that necessarily bad? No, I don't think it's bad. I mean, uh, you know, the garden story isn't just about sex, no. but it certainly does include it. So, no, I don't think in and of itself that's bad at all. If if you're a Bible literalist, though, mm-hmm. wouldn't you look at the story and then say, it, nudity is is it's just it's always bad and sex is is usually pretty sketchy. I mean, we had a woman on this program about a year ago, who could not get her company's uh, adver- company advertised on Christian radio because she was selling the the website was not explicit, but it was clear she was selling sex toys to married couples to Christian married couples, but no Christian stations would carry her ads um, who's confused the stations or the woman who sold the products, or maybe neither well uh, that is an interesting question I, you know Linda and I visited quite a few Adam and Eve stores mm-hmm. uh, and the the one in uh, Elizabethtown, Kentucky, Elizabethtown is pretty small. Yeah. Uh, there was picketing before the store opened. Uh, a lot of Christians uh, were involved in that. But the store is actually not that far from a local church. Huh. And the minister yeah, of the local <laughs> church talked to the people at Adam and Eve at the store, and he finally concluded, he said, you know, this store is not so bad. And the reality is... Everybody has sex. Huh. Uh, so, you know, if the store can help people feel better about themselves, uh, more positive about their partners, having sex in and of itself isn't a bad thing at all. Well, if it were, none of us would be here. Right? Well, that's that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, there, I think there, it is safe to say, although you do talk uh, early in the book about this, uh, it became actually a bestseller, a, a somewhat... Uh, conservative, somewhat conservative, uh, not as conservative as they get, evangelical pastor who who wants uh, couples to have uh, sex, I forget whether it's uh, every day for a month or uh, right. Something like great which, experiment. Uh-huh. Yeah, the great. Yeah, and uh, but when you flip this and away from conservative Christians to feminist Dell Williams, who you also talk about in the book, who I've also met, uh-huh. is, has a store called Eve's Garden, and it is kind of. She, I think she would call it a sex positive store. That it's a it's a feminist store, but a lot of feminists don't buy that. They say, uh, uh-uh, uh, really, it's not. It's still playing into stereotypes, and it's still playing into. To, uh, kind of oppressive imagery. Uh, one of you want to take a chance at responding to that? Well, I'll take a chance at it. Uh, I, I, I certainly think that either position there is plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you could argue uh, either way. But I, I'll tell you, I was really impressed. I interviewed um, an Adam and Eve franchise owner in Burlington. Uh, And she talked passionately about what Adam and Eve products had done uh, for people long before doctors, for example, were overly concerned about uh, what happens to the elderly when they're not able to perform sexually in the way that they could when they were younger. Sure. Uh, And she she also gave me a book called uh, 
Sex Toys 101, <laughs> which uh, it was written by two women mm-hmm. who are partners and who actually do uh, a lot of workshops on yep. sex toys. And, I mean, their take was not that these toys were exploitative. I mean, they could be used sure. in exploitative ways. And certainly the story of Adam and Eve can be used in sexist of course. and exploitative ways as well. But, I mean... If listeners are interested in, uh, you know, new ways of think- thinking about sex toys, Sex Toys 101 is a really, really interesting read. Uh, uh, they go through, you yeah. know, a lot of them and show how they can be uh, life-giving. Uh, I bet I bet that one of those co-authors' name is Betty. Is that right? Oh, boy. Well, no, I, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't, I it wasn't a trick question. I was just gonna. I was just gonna assume that the answer was yes. And I was just. Oh yes. Well, I actually know her also. Oh. Now, uh, and I probably do. Uh, my gosh, you know everybody. Yeah. See, that's the thing, isn't it? You, you do this stuff long enough, uh, even on a part-time basis, you do get to actually meet uh, everybody. Um, when all is said and done, what? And, and maybe both of you have a different answer to this. What's the cleverest use, twist, on the Adam and Eve in Genesis story that you've seen either in films or ads or, or, or for that matter, in any cultural expression? Let me start, Linda, with you. Oh, gosh. The most clever? Yeah. Or the most different? Well, I'll take either one. I'll take either one. Well, um, I'm trying to think. You want me to go first? Yeah, Valerie, yeah. go ahead. Oh, yeah. We... Did a chapter on something called Christian domestic discipline. Yes, and uh, it's clever and it's really, really, really different. Uh, these are evangelical Christians uh, who believe that the purpose of the Garden story is to establish Adam's uh, authority or a man's authority over woman. Yeah, and they think about it and they decide, well, if man has this authority, there's got to be a way for him to enforce it. And they decide that the way that man does that is through regular spankings of uh, girlfriends and wives. And, uh, I mean, well, we really urge readers to take a look at that chapter. Yeah, a chapter called Adam is Alpha Male. CDD, it's even got an acronym, an unpronounceable acronym. Uh, (laughs) Linda, we only have about 30 seconds. Think of any story that that kind of in the different or uh, clever category? Yeah, um, I was impressed by the willingness of advertisements to change the story. Uh-huh. So, for example, uh, Twix, which has the, the byline, uh, two for <laughs> me and none for you, yeah. actually has an ad where um, it chastises Eve, not because she disobeyed, but because she shared. If she'd have been smarter, <laughs> she'd have kept the whole apple for herself. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Um, from confectioners to uh, sex stores to everybody in between. And then this uh, strange uh, CDD, I must say, uh, uh, well, you might even call it a fetish. It's all explained, enticed by Eden. It's a very, very clever book, how Western culture uses, confuses, sometimes abuses Adam and Eve. By my two guests today, Linda Shearing and Valerie Ziegler, both professors of uh, religion in departments of religious studies, various places in the country. That does it for today's edition of Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn, and we'll talk again. This edition of Culture Shocks has been produced by Diane Robinson.
engineered by Dwayne Davis and the Genesis Communication Network technical staff. Visit us online at cultureshocks.com. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that needs no listener behind. There's a battle for the soul of America. We can't let him tear the kingdom down. This is no game. This is war. Flesh and blood. It's between the bad and good. We can't stop until the trumpet sounds. This is war. Not a game we're playing. This is war. The only question is, which side will you be on? It's time now for a call to decision with Pastor Butch Paul. Hello and welcome, my friends. This is Pastor Butch Paul, Wednesday night, February 6th, 2013. Welcome to the program where we are tonight. We're glad you're with us, and I do mean that. We'll bring up a guest in a few minutes, Mr. Larry Pratt, the head of the Gun Owners of America. The premier gun rights group in the country. And I mean that. We'll get to him just in a minute. Before I do that, don't get tomorrow. It's Thursday. I'll be in the office tomorrow, Lord willing, between 9 and 4 Eastern Time. 
to take your phone calls, like to talk to you about anything you can. I know we get a little rushed for time sometimes, folks. We know, we know that. May have to ask you to call back or may have to call you back, but please don't, don't be discouraged. If you call in or busy, just call back. We certainly want to talk to you. Don't, don't ever feel like it's been an imposition to us whenever you, uh, uh, you know, can't get through right away or, or busy. Don't ever think that. We're here for you, just like you're there for us, okay? And I do mean that. So you call us tomorrow at 800-777-4403 or 304-846-4448. If you have long distance, I'd appreciate that. 304-846-4448. We do want to hear from you. And I'll make mention again tonight because this is going to end eventually, the short month. We are offering the best deal we've ever done. On our seminars, all of our seminars, all seven of them, and the three books are written. That's a total of ten items. That's probably 50-some hours worth of, worth of DVD on seminars with different speakers from Tex Myers to Derry Brownfield, Joan Beyond, uh, Dave and Joyce uh, uh, Riley, uh, all uh, Dave Von Kleist, all of them, and a whole lot more. Pastor Manning, Coach Dave, uh, more than I can name right now. All those. For 35 bucks delivered. And 15 more will get you all three books are written. All you have to do is write to us and ask for it. If you don't have your address, call tomorrow and give it to you. We're doing this because we want to get this into your hands as quickly as possible. And I do mean that. Within a week or so, I'll be sharing some news with you that I think you'll find very important. I can't do it right now. Uh, it's a little bit confidential right now, but some, some news we're sharing with you in the very near future from some sources out that are being verified immediately may shake your world a little more, let's put it that way, okay? And and I cannot tell you more about the email by the night. I cannot do that until we, after we take care of business first. So please bear with us on that. We And pray that for wisdom for us to be able to put together the pieces as we bring them to you. Please do that. It's very important. Don't forget our website, pastorbutch.com and pastorbutch.us. On there you'll find pastorbutch.tv. You can watch us Saturday if you want to, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, with a live Bible study, current events in Bible study. It's supposed to happen last weekend. The weather didn't allow it this weekend. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. You can join us live. You can email us. You can Skype us. Anything you want to. We want so much to make you folks a part of this. We do it for five and five months, folks, live. That's 15 cents a day. I think we're worth that much. It does help pay the, for the bandwidth and the expenses. So please feel free to do that this coming Saturday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Just go to PastorButch.com and sign up on PastorButch.tv. Send us your email address, whatever, you can pay PayPal. Or if you want to sign up, just write and say, I want to sign up with the email, and we'll send you the money later. We'll do that. That's fine. I, I trust you folks. I don't think you'd ever lie to me on purpose. So we want to hear from you every way possible. This is your ministry as much as it is ours here called Decision. You folks make it happen. I'm blessed. Back in the break with our guest, Larry Pratt. A lot to talk about folks coming down the pike that you may want to listen to. Don't go away. Give me what I'm saying. Big up your sword and shield. Get on the battlefield. Satan's armies come to kill. This is war. Satan's army roams the land. Seeking souls of fallen men. Hi folks, Pastor Butch here. 
Just a brief update to fill you in on the great success I've had using Dr. Wallach's Longevity products. They have much improvement problems with the type 2 diabetes. And I'm very excited to let you know also that by using these fantastic products, especially Beyond Tiggy Tangerine and ASAP, I have lost an additional 30 pounds. I reached a weight loss goal that I strive for over 20 years. My friends, you can believe me when I tell you that by using the Yongevity products, you can reach your health care goals. And what's also exciting is the fact that you can help yourselves financially by coming a distributor and telling your friends about the good news of using Yongevity. To find out more, go to PastorButchTeam.com or call 855-828-8326. That's PastorButchTeam.com or 855-828-TEAM. That's 855-828-8326. You will be glad you did. Extendivite is a seven-herb heart protection cocktail designed to support cardiovascular health, blood pressure, and cholesterol levels. February is heart month, and we at Heart Drop 2000 are having our heart month sale with prices from six years ago starting now until February 